Lord, we just thank you for each one who's come out to look at your word today. Give us each one a message that's individualized, that just what we need for our own lives today from these passages about Abraham and his faith. And it's so wonderful that you put almost a whole chapter in Hebrews 11 about Abraham and all the things he did by faith. And that's what we need to emulate. So bless us as we look at these things today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Last week we saw that uh, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And then where Abraham journeyed south in chapter 20 and dwelt between Kadesh and sojourned in Gerar, which is Philistine territory. And Abraham was said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. So we saw this last week. And uh, she was at 90, beautiful enough to be sneaked into the harem of the king. <laughs> Imagine that. But he, king of Gerar, Abimelech, took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night because God had to protect this line because this is the line that Jesus would come through. So it had to be protected all through the Old Testament. And so Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took her at 90 years old. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night, said to him, and you're a dead man because of the woman that you've taken, for she's a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she's my sister? And she, even she herself, said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart, in the innocence of my hands, I've done this. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you, I did, from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. This is one appointed by God to speak for God. That's what a prophet is. There aren't any today, incidentally. We don't need any prophets today. If somebody says he's a prophet, then he's a false prophet today. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called his servants, and told all these things in their hearing, and the men were very afraid. So Abimelech called Abraham and said, What have you done to us? How have I offended you that you've brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You've done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not of my mother, so she's my half-sister, and she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you'll do to me. In every place, wherever we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, male and female servants, gave them to Abraham, and he restored Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I've given your brother, probably, you know, with a slur, your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before all others. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants. Then they bore children. 
for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah, as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, so that all who hear will laugh with me. So she also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And so Isaac means laughter. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing or mocking scornfully, saw him scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. I have big plans for the seed down through the ages of Isaac, and mainly that the Savior would come from his seed. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning, took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. This would be the south part of Israel today. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. Then she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad. And he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. So he's one-fourth Jew and three-fourths Egyptian. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Philcol, or Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke with Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity, that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. 
Then Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had seized from Abraham's servants. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven new lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called the place, that place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. That means well of the oath, Beersheba does. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And that word in Hebrew, I've written some of the names. This means the everlasting God, El Ola. And when you see Jehovah Rapika, the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, Jehovah Roy, the Lord my shepherd. So I imagine the Lord is my shepherd. This would be the language. Jehovah Sitkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. So whenever they see that they knew all of these names. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son. Now he had another son. What was his name? Yeah, Ishmael. But as far as God's concerned, his only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land. So this is the picture, actually, deeper, a prophetic picture. It's like God taking the son that he loves and let him die on the cross for you and for me. Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And I like to say one of the mountains that I know about because this is the very spot where Jesus was crucified. He'll be a burnt offering. That meant the, they had five offerings and the burnt offering was the first and it, the whole animal was offered up to God. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. See, God had told him he's going to be offered as a burnt offering. But now he's saying, we'll come back. What does that tell you about Abraham? He believed in resurrection. We will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where... 
is the lamb for a burnt offering. Can you imagine Abraham, how he hated to respond? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And the King James says, God will provide himself. And God did provide himself a lamb, Jesus, the lamb of God. That's what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming toward him. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. These offerings just covered over the sin. Where is a lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord, I think this is God himself, Jesus, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, nor do anything to him, for I now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. But God didn't withhold his son, his only son, from dying on the cross for you and me. We need to realize these things, what it cost God to save you and to save me, because we needed a substitute. And the only perfect one is God himself, Jesus. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram, offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided, Jehovah Jireh. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you've done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed... All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham saying, Indeed, Milcom also has born children to your brother Nahor. Huz, his firstborn, Buzz, his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlath, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begat Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. His concubine, whose name was Rumah, also bore Teba, Gahem, Thahash, and Makkah. Now Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So there's a picture here. Sarah is set aside so that the church could be built. Isaac, we'll see this as we move through here. So Israel is set aside at the moment 
Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So Sarah died in Kerjath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham stood up from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a foreigner and a sojourner among you. Give me property for a burial place among you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold from you his burial place, that you may bury your dead. Then Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land. Imagine, they all knew he was a mighty prince. Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, the sons of Heth. And he spoke with them, saying, um, Ham was the father of Canaan, and Canaan was the father of Sidon and Heth. So you can see this, this line. So Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, the sons of Heth. And he spoke with them, saying, If it is your wish that I bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and meet with Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me, that he may sell me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is at the end of his field. Let him sell it to me at the full price as property for a burial place among you. So he, he had a hope of resurrection, didn't he? Now Ephron dwelt among the sons of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the presence of the sons of Heth, all who entered at the gate of his city, saying, No, my Lord, hear me. I give you the field and the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of the sons of my people. I give it to you. Bury your dead. Then Abraham bowed himself down before the people of the land. And he spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, saying, If you will give it, please hear me. I will give you money for the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying, My Lord, listen to me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? So bury your dead. And Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out the silver for Ephron, which is $260, that Dr. Ryrie says. He weighed out the silver for Ephron, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, currency of the merchants. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field, the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field, which were within all the surrounding borders, were deeded to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the sons of Heth before all who went in at the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Who do you suppose is in control of that today? <laughs> the Arabs are. So the field and the cave that is in it were deeded to Abraham by the sons of Heth as property for a burial place. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the eldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh. 
and this is the oath, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country, to my kindred, and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman won't be willing to follow me back to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. The Lord will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. So this would be same Mesopotamia today, up in the Fertile Crescent. And he made the, his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, and I've written in here, before they call, I will answer. <laughs> that, that is from First Samuel. Before you even thought of asking it, God knows the answer. He knows everything. Oh, Lord, give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one whom you've appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before he'd finished speaking that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, Drink, my lord. Then she hastened and let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she'd finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they finish drinking. Then she hastened and emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel. This would be very, about, let's see, 500. Abraham bought the land for 500 shekels, so this half a shekel would be quite a nose ring. And two bracelets for her wrist weighing 10 shekels of gold and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, We have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. 
Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me. I've underlined this. As for me, you could say this for you, being on the way, the Lord led me. But in his case, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So the young woman ran and told these things of her, uh, those of her mother's house, these things. Now, Rebecca had a brother, very sly one, let's say now. Now, Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban. And Laban ran out to the man by the well. And so it came to pass, when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man. And there he stood by the camels at the well and said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the man came to the house. He unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. And food was set before him to eat. And he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. The Lord has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him he has given all that he has. Now my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house, to my kindred, and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from my kindred and from my father's house. You will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my kindred. For if they will not give her to you, then you will be released from my oath. And this day I came to the well and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will not prosper the way in which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, Please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink, and she says to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well, drew water, and I said to her, Please let me drink. And she made haste with her and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I'll give your camels a drink also. So I drank. And she gave the camels a drink also. Then I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrists. And I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. 
We cannot speak to you, either bad or good. Here is Rebecca before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words that he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning, and he said, Send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, Oh, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she may go. And he said, Do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. So they said, We will call the young woman and ask her personally. Then they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, Deborah, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands and ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. There are a lot of them who hate them today. Then Rebekah and her maids arose, and they rode on the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and departed. Now Isaac came from the way of Beer Lahalairoi, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she said it to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And the servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he'd done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah. She became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. And Abraham again took a wife. Her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimran. He lived 38 years after Sarah's death. He was old when she died, 100. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. And you can read these names. Job 2 talks about Shua. Jokshan begat Sheba and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Letushim, and Lumim. And the sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephor, Hanak, Abadah, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. Then Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward. He sent the, all the Hagar and Keturah and maybe more. He sent them eastward, away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east, this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man, full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth. There Abraham was buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass, 
after the death of Abraham, that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahai Roi. Now this is the genealogy of Ishmael, so you can just write there Arabs after this verse 12. This is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maidservant, bore to Abraham. These were the names of the sons of Ishmael. By their names, according to the generations, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, then Kedar, Abdeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, and Massa, Hadar, Tema, Jeter, Naphish, and Kedemah. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these were their names. By their towns and their settlements, twelve princes, according to their nations. These were the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. And he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. They dwelt from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt, as you go toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of all of his brethren. Dr. Ryrie's notes as Havilah was located in central Arabia, north of modern Yemen, and Shur uh, died in the presence of all his brethren. He settled in the, in the east of all of his brethren. Padanaram is called Mesopotamia. So then we see here, this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Uh, in Deuteronomy 26, your father was a Syrian ready to perish. Why don't we turn to Deuteronomy 26? where it says he was a Syrian ready to perry. Moses is writing this 26th chapter. It shall come to be, it shall be when you come to the land, he says to the Jewish people, when he led them out of Egypt, which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you possess and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land, that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it, in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. When we know the temple was built in on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord, your God, my father was a Syrian about to perish, and he went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, and there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and afflicted us and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Moses goes on to say, when you say that to the Lord, then you set this basket before the Lord your God and worship.
before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. And when you have finished laying aside all the tithe of your increase in the third year, which is the year of tithing, I have given it to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, so that they may eat within your gates and be filled. Then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe from my house and also have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your commandments, which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. Nor I have not eaten any of it when in mourning, nor have I removed any of it for any unclean use, nor given any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that you have commanded me. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the land which you have given us, just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then this day, he, Moses goes on to say, your God commands you to observe these statutes and judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today you have proclaimed to the Lord your God that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments and judgments, that you will obey his voice. Also today the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he has promised you that you should keep all his commandments and that he will set you high above all nations, which he has made in praise in name and in honor, that you may be a holy people to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. So this is what he's, <laughs> Moses gives this charge to the children of Israel. They certainly didn't keep it. But anyway, back here to where we were. And Abraham gave all he had to Isaac, but he gave gifts to the concubines and sent them east to Arabia. This is the sum of the years he lived, 175 years, died in a good old age and was buried in Machpelah. And they dwelt from Havilah as far as Shur, which is verse 18, east of Egypt as you go toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. This is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah his wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Padanaram, the sister of Laban the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah his wife conceived. But the children struggled within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Another, the younger will be the Messiah's relative. The younger, the older will serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob, heel grabber. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. 
and Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die, so what profit shall this birthright be to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. There was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell you about. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. This is a very important verse. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed in Abraham's seed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him about his wife, and he said, she's my sister. For he was afraid to say, she's my wife, because he thought, lest the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she's beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass, when he'd been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Quite obviously, she's your wife. So how could you say she's my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I said, Lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, What is this you've done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there, pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar, and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Esek, or contention, because they quarreled with him. 
Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna, or enmity. And he moved from there, dug another well, and they didn't quarrel over it. So he called it Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Rehoboth means plenty of room. Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there, called on the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzeth, one of his friends, and Phicol, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? But they said, We have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, There now, let there now be an oath between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm, since we have not touched you, since we have done nothing to you but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast, and they ate and drank. Then they rose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another. And Isaac sent them away, and they departed from him in peace. It came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they had dug, and they said to him, We have found water. So he called it Sheba, Oath. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba, Well of the Oath, to this day. When Esau was forty years old, he took his wives, Judith, the daughter of Beri the Hittite, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And they were a grief of mind to Isaac and Rebekah. So Esau, you know, <laughs> he, he was always one that would go the opposite way from what the Lord would want. And they were a grief of mind to Isaac and Rebekah. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he couldn't see, that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered him, Here I am. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death, but he lived 43 more years. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow. Go out for me to the field and hunt game for me and make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat and that my soul may give you a blessing. The blessing is important to the sons in the family that I may bless you before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Now go to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he will bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feed me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver. <laughs> That's what he was. I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. 
only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him, and he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Then it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father, and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and look, now he's taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered, said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master, and all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And in the New Testament, in Hebrews 12, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. So you see what the Apostle Paul feels? That Esau is a fornicator and profane. 
So he doesn't deserve to get what Jacob got. Esau said to his father, Haven't you one blessing? And Isaac said, Behold, your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father at hand, I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days. It ended up being over 20 years. Stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like those who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. We'll stop here. We'll start in chapter 28 next week. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that you give us the words of God himself. God breathed, and we just know that there are lessons in all of these pages for us today. So we ask that you bless these things and these stories in the Old Testament to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.